following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Miss Carrie is in the building. How you doing tonight, Miss Carrie? I'm good. Um, you know, long day of teaching and yeah. ready to just hang and chill. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I How wanna... have you been since being a great teaching assistant? <laughs> uh, I've been tired, to be honest, in a good way. You know, I've been really busy at, at my job. Um, and it's, you know, been trying to build up an after school program from the ground up after COVID. Uh, yeah. So it's been a it's been an interesting journey. I've been given a lot of freedom to you know be myself, which I really appreciate, and just kind of like do my thing. Um, so in doing that, I just feel like I'm 110 percent myself all the time, and you know I, I see it working. Uh, but it does get tiring, you know. Uh, what work doesn't get tiring? But yeah, I, I, I've been having a lot of fun, Miss Carrie. So thank you for asking. Um, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, thank you again for stopping by and making time for this. I know, you know, we had one scheduled in the in the past. You know, things happen, and I'm just glad that we can connect now. So thank you again. We're in between dentist appointments, so it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Um, and for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. After that, we'll uh, jump into a couple icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll give a spin We'll give the wheel a spin and whichever number it lands on, that's how the conversation flows. And then after all that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Miss Carrie? Uh-huh. Let's do it. All right. Let me so adjust my camera so I take up the full yes. There you go. That. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you could feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, my very first question for you in the warm-up is how have you been? You've been doing well, you've been doing great. How you been lately? Um I guess I'd say I'm fine. Uh, I I got that's, yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, you got a minute. Oh, no. Yeah, no, fine. No, 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 for sure. Like, you, you, say however you want to feel or, you know, whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Oh, I, I'm just saying, like, I could complain or not complain um, <laughs> for days. So... I feel you. Uh, I want to say congratulations to you. I know that, uh, you know, you got got to the next level of uh you know career-wise education-wise yeah, right? yeah. i am no longer an intern teacher i'm a uh honest to god teacher no i mean i, I got <laughs> preliminary credential instead of intern so you know got a pay bump and uh finished my master's degree so like i've been outside and um i could Hang out with teacher Alicia um, instead of going home to do homework or procrastinating homework that I know I had to do, but didn't. Uh, so are you totally done with schooling or are you still going to be? Yes, I'm so done. I don't even care. Like you <laughs> need to go back, honestly. Like I, I hate school and that's why I teach. <laughs> I was going to ask you, that was going to be another question was, um, what got, I don't think I ever asked you what got you into teaching and like why you chose this path and other ones. I have to admit, I hated high school. I loved school. It was always like straight A's, easy peasy, you know, pretty smart kid. Um, and then I got into like ninth grade is when things started like kind of slipping for me and it was due to I mean we can get into it but like medical issue I have um which I'm happy to yeah ask me all about but um because of that just shit got real and am I allowed to swear yeah absolutely be yourself be yourself (laughs) okay yeah so I was just like this sucks you know like everybody's like oh you need to get your grades up so you can go to college and I was like like how the fuck am I gonna go to college if I can't even go to the high school you know so um I think I was really just like disgruntled with it and I was like failing classes and I just I, I had one teacher my history teacher Mrs. Marsh in 10th grade because I only went to high school up until 10th grade 
And then I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to get my GED because I didn't have enough credits to like stay on track to graduate with my peers. You know, they were saying, well, you could still finish, you know, but you'd be about two years behind. And I said, nah, um, which a lot of students that we have are on that route. And I'm just like, you got this. Come on. Never will they know that I was like, fucking I'm getting a GED. So yeah, researched it, got a GED and then started community college when I was like 17. But um, it was tough because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, Anyway, the point, why did I get into teaching is that uh, I just realized it's not that serious, you know? Like who cares? Like, hey, I just finished my master's degree and I got a GED, you know? So I just like telling, letting kids that have also experienced, you know, some issues in their past or currently that it's not that serious to show up, get the diploma and then live the rest of your life. So. Got you. I got you. Um, well, I, I do think you're a great teacher. Uh, you know, this Karen, <laughs> I mean, I, I I know the uh, kids you work with aren't the easiest and just to show up even you know you tell these kids to show up get that di- diploma but even for yourself you know just showing up and being there um, I know it doesn't always seem like you're making a difference but I want to believe that you, you are uh, and maybe one day the kids can tell you that themselves when they, they get older uh, but yeah thank you for the great work that you do that's all I want well, to of course yeah I don't know what else I would do <laughs> Like, I mean, to me, teaching is just a lot of stand up, um, but and then also like crowd control. So I feel like I could also be like a bouncer at a club or like a comedian if I ever wanted to get out of teaching. For sure, comedian. Um, You know, I'm always laughing. I don't know if you ever noticed how much you made me laugh while I was there, but no, no, definitely. But it was always like, I think what made it funny was that... um, it always felt like relatable or it was always real too you know sometimes the real stuff is is the funniest stuff so uh, yeah you're good at pointing those things out um making light a light joke about it um and i don't know i think the kids find you entertaining as well maybe they just are like oh there, there she goes again but i, I know yeah. i know <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah but I, I think uh, a part of them really does appreciate it because uh, not a lot of teachers are like that all the time you know but yeah Thanks. no worries uh so my second question for you in the warm-up is what would you like the audience to know about you um what oh look and there's a little I, gotta do. Gotta do. <laughs> I love it that's great uh what do i want the audience i am me um i don't know I'm almost 45 uh live in San Francisco with four other people um I'm a teacher you know we talked about that um just live in life I yeah for sure live in life um I'm single FYI so for all the single folks out there you know put my digits down (laughs) in the closed captioning if you like (laughs) you you let me know what you want me to put in the description and and, hey if you want me to I'll do it (laughs) right um you did mention a little bit earlier about like a medical medical condition that yeah maybe you're Uh, yeah so i have bipolar disorder i have uh what's called bipolar 2 which um usually it's more like um episodes of depression with like some episodes of hypomania which isn't like full-blown mania Mm -hmm. um my mom had bipolar one um which was more episodes of like mania and so i mean i've been pretty well maintained on medication since you know maybe late high school um and then no i'd have to say well maintained since i stopped like smoking doobies and drinking um i realized that okay this is not helping my medicine work so Mm. also you know when you hang out and you party and whatever and then you wake up late like you'll forget to take medicine or you know if you go to bed drunk you're not going to remember to take your medicine at night so lots of that until finally i you know got sober not like like as i didn't feel like i had alcoholism or like an addiction I just felt like 
I need to let this medicine do its job because I'm kind of a hot mess. This was like in my 20s, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I uh, was diagnosed with it at like 14. I know at 12, um, I was having like a lot of like a, you know, a lot of like other issues like eating disorder and then um, a lot of like anxiety and then um, depression. So I think my mom, because she had her own, you know, health care, she had to be mindful of. She kind of was looking out for it in me because it does tend to run in families. Mm. Um, her dad also not diagnosed, but like his behaviors really, you know, mirrored what, you know, bipolar disorder is like. So, um, yeah, she was like, okay, let's, you know, have you go to therapy and whatever and talk. And I actually was hospitalized, um, for like a suicide attempt when I was 14. And really I knew that me like, you know, trying to take too many pills. It was really me just saying like, this shit sucks and I need somebody to change it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I've ever been completely suicidal. It just would have been like, I don't know how else to ask for help, but like yeah. this, you know, so, Hey, I'm going to make it big and somebody's going to have to call an ambulance and then I'm going to get locked up for a couple of days in the shitty, you know, mental health institution. But I compliment Kaiser of Santa Clara. They're definitely like the Hilton of uh, any behavioral health centers I've ever visited. So, um, yeah. But so, I mean, I think like the onset of that made it very difficult for me to attend school regularly, pay attention, not fall asleep in class um, due to like, you know, medication needing to be adjusted. Um, and also, like, I think my experiences were a lot different than, like, let's go to the football game <laughs> or, you know, um, let's go to prom. It's just like, um, I'm going to bring wine coolers to school and, you know, get drunk because I hate life. And also I'm going to smoke cigarettes, which people did back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. the kids vape now. And I'm just like, that's weak. Come on, guy. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. So, I mean, I think life was happening, you know, also just issues with my mom having a mental illness and, you know, her choices in life and who she chose as partners. And, you know, they were not great um, until my second stepdad, who is an angel and um, I guess is now an angel because they my mom and him have passed recently. But um yeah, he was awesome. So he was dad 2.0. All right. No, no. Thank, thank you for sharing. I know, I know it's, you know, probably not the easiest thing for you to talk about. Um, and I would have never known unless you, you know, you you opened up to me now. I don't think yeah, I... I mean, honestly, I feel like I have no problem sharing. I have been worried in the past, like, oh, what if I'm going on a date and someone, you know, then it's like, actually, fuck this. This is part of who I am. And also, I think it's important to, like, you know, get rid of the stigma of just, like, it's just like if I had diabetes or something. Like, I take care of myself, you know. Um, I see a doctor regularly. Um, and as long as I, you know, look out for myself, there's no issues. So, um, oh, for sure. yeah. I don't think I ever told you, but uh, I've, from 12 to 18, for me was like I called them my dark ages because I was a really depressed kid um, and I don't know if it was you know more than the normal teenage angst I think that was one thing now that I look back on is like maybe I could have searched for help I was doing therapy like you know the free stuff at school mm -hmm. um, but it was always like it, it never shook off the feeling um, of feeling depressed like a feeling of unworthiness or like a feeling of like you know I'm not doing enough in life or whatever so it was a lot of that and um I just felt like I wasn't making a difference in the people or a positive uh positive effect on the people like my parents my friends it just for a long time that's how I felt I think I cried myself to sleep like 90% of the time during during that time and then it wasn't until I got into college um where maybe a lot of my friends at the time were like maybe all I needed was a change of change of scenery or a change of you know space um which helped a little bit but I will say as I get older like those 
I can recognize when those dark moments kind of come up and kind of catch myself. And now I just feel like I've had enough experiences, you know, with some uh, psychedelics that help me kind of see the bigger picture most of the yeah. time, you know? And it really does help me just stay focused on like, well, any insignificant thing that's coming up for me right now really is it's a small little speck in like this whole thing, like the universe. So it yeah. keeps, keeps things in perspective for me. I think that's how I've dealt with it. Um, I don't know if that's the healthiest way, but you know, I think everybody has their well, own it path. works for you, you know? <laughs> I always was like, oh my God, I had to like, like, I've heard, I've met a lot of people who like, you know, microdose on like psilocybin and, you know, it like really helps them, I guess. And so, I mean, my whole life, I was like, I am not going to try any like heavy drugs or whatever. I don't want to trip or do anything like that because already my mind is pretty alternative, you know? So I'd like to not experience more um, alternativeness. <laughs> so, but, um, I totally have a new like um, found appreciation for the fact that it doesn't always have to be like, you know, from the pharmaceutical companies. But I mean, really what I believe is that your mental health actually is caused by the, you know, the your neurotransmitters and like the lack of them or the excess of them. Um, you know, I mean, everything is basically in your body, just like, you know, I brought up diabetes, like that is the lack of insulin that's in your body, you know, so you have to do something to replace it. And whereas the symptoms of depression and what we consider depression itself is caused by, um, you know, the body's inability to reuptake serotonin. So basically, um, you know, your brain makes it, but the dendrites in your brain aren't picking up the messages, you know? And then because of that, like the lack of serotonin can cause you to have decreased motivation, decreased energy, um, you know, a lot of like just where you would normally feel like, okay. Um, a lot of those lead to thoughts of like, you know, um, unworthiness or, you know, guilt or other things like you're letting people down and it's just amazing to me how it's somehow been thought of like madness or something like that or crazy when actually it's just you're lacking chemicals in your brain and it's like all spelled out for anyone to see that in like a abnormal psychology um, class in college. So is that something we can get tested for? Like if I was like, maybe I'm feeling that, you know, I have some issue with my neurotransmitters, I can go to the doctor and be like, hey, can I get tested or? It's not that it's, I mean, I know like you could probably get, um, I think an MRI and it would show activity in your brain, but it's not really something I think that like, yet they have a way of, you know, actually quantifying. I got um, But I think just it's been, to the point where like they've also studied brains after you know people have passed that it's like this certain brain manner and whatever you know um you know lacks but it's definitely that there are just like really well-defined symptoms that they know are related to because if you ever wanted to look into it kids at home um you know you have you know what um adrenaline is right and, you know, that causes certain feelings like, oh, my God, I have to, like, get away from this. I'm super scared. So any of the neurotransmitters you have in your brain are there for certain reasons. Like one is kind of like, I think if it's norepinephrine or something, um, but like some of them make your body know, oh, hey, I'm full. I don't need to eat anymore. Or some of them will say hey, move forward. Like you need to pick up your legs and your hands. I'm sorry. And if you're a monkey, um, <laughs> you know, pick up your feet. So, and sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, monkeys also. So, I mean, all of it's really brain chemistry and, you know, um, sending messages to certain parts of the body. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, how your brain is processing messages. So um, anyway, I'm not, like fine. a trained psychologist, but shit. And you, you experienced it, yeah. Several fucking years, yeah. Yeah, you so, experienced it. You know, right now I'm not pleased with my hair, but that's okay. 
um i'm gonna go forward in life yeah I got you. I got you. I mean, I, I can't wait till the day that discovery's made or whatever medical breakthrough, because I think that's going to change a lot of like, you know, mental health or teach us more about mental health and, you know, how it affects Yeah, us. definitely. Um, but let's move on to the second question to warm up, which is if I were to do something in your honor, a way to express the energy you possess, what sort of act could I do? If you were going to do something to honor me, like would I be dead already or something? Or I, I don't ever want to put that out there. Uh, but I like to think of it as like you move far away and like, you know, I thought, oh, it's Miss Carrie's birthday today. Maybe I should just do something because, you know, I, I miss her energy. Want to do something that, that could bring it back a little. I, wow. Because once you say that, it made me think of like what I do to remember my dad. And I remember on a Father's Day, I went to Hooters and then went and shot guns. <laughs> that was like what he did. So I, I guess, you, you know, um, uh, maybe go see Beyonce in my honor. Um, I don't know if that's exactly, but, or maybe go see a drag show. I don't, that's, that's a hard question. I'm going to have to, wish that I had a better answer but that's what I'm vibing with right now so I got you I mean a Beyonce show isn't a bad idea so <laughs> um, is she is she the top for you like top artist um, of all time or? yeah she's just like the greatest entertainer that ever was alive um <laughs> and just like she's just her whole I mean basically the latest album is fucking sick um it's got a lot of like it's definitely for the gays and I totally appreciate that um it's got a lot of like ballroom influence and um also I don't know it's just got like a, a lot of like this is what it is this is how it's gonna be and then of course with her album Lemonade it was like you thought you know but you fucked with the wrong bitch so um <laughs> I just think you know she started with Destiny's Child it was like fun pop but um, just every album moving forward is like, listen, motherfucker. Like, I've just been able to relate. <laughs> I got lot. you. I got you. <laughs> and I think a lot of people relate, right? She she does bring that oh, energy. Yeah. Uh, that I but think, also being yeah. able to, like, dance your ass off and, like, flip your weave around and, and be sweaty and still sing perfect is, like, I... That's talent. I think I just, I want, I wish that I was Beyonce, but let's face it, it's, you know, a very far cry from... But I'm good being me. For sure. You should. You should be. You should be. Um, and then my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? I think a 10. A I mean, 10. I really know who I am. I know I've spent a lot of time in my head with myself. But um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, what would you say is your favorite thing about your, your personality? Um, I'm resilient and I can adapt very well. Like, you know, put me somewhere. I think that makes it easy to teach because like I could work at a school where I didn't know anybody and my kids and I kind of like read the energy and I'm like, okay. So this is, you know, I get what you guys are, are feeling here. And so let me adapt instead of like be a total outsider i got you um was there ever like have you moved around a lot or you know you pretty yeah, much in California? Um, i mean i guess a lot like uh i was born in iowa and then my parents divorced and my mom and i moved to san diego when i was like eight you know we moved in different like neighborhoods there and in every school you know i mean basically in a lot of places, like I was definitely the minority, um, you know, and then in other places it was like, okay, now I'm the majority, but I'm like, like the high school I went to was a lot of like rich white kids. And I just happened to live in some like apartments in the area. So, you know, um, but anyway, what are we talking about? Adaptability. I moved. Yeah. Um, I also lived in 
Georgia from 17 to 19 and then came back. So I was like, okay, South isn't ready for me. Um, but I got you. Yeah. And then moved to San Francisco when I was 30 ish. So yeah. I got you. Yeah. I mean, that it sounds like you've been in a lot of different places, especially I haven't been to the South. Um, and I, I, I want to do a road trip around the U.S. Uh, at some point, you know, visit every like small nook and, cr- uh, nook and cranny kind of thing. But a lot of people yeah. tell me to beware of the South because as much of, you know, I'm an open person. I like getting to know people. Not everybody's like that everywhere in the U.S., unfortunately. Um, so that I need to watch my back if I if I do end up <laughs> doing that road trip. You is that would you say that warning is a uh, uh, is true? I or should think that. I think that, you know, I think. Can love win? Can love win? In every- I mean, <laughs> can, but I think, you know, once you, I mean, people are going to judge you based on what you look like. And when you get to rural areas where there's just white people, they're going to be like, oh, who's this guy? And, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think that you have some Filipino ancestry. Is that what you shared with me? I think. Yeah, I am 100% Filipino. And- okay, then there you go. Um, so I would think like if you went to Alabama, I doubt if anyone's maybe seen someone who's Filipino, um, unless you are in like a large city, you know, like gotcha. any city. So if you stay in the cities, you'll be fine but if you're i mean i think a a road trip would be like the funnest way to experience like and as a kid um i went on a lot of road trips uh with my dad and also just like having relatives in different areas it's like you know i know i can go to the south and like people would hear me talk to my mom and then they'd look at my mom and be like why do you let your daughter talk to you that way? And it's like, she said, oh, she's from California. And then um, everybody's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like literally that is exactly what they would say. I mean, it's just different. And um, I would get mad. Like if somebody said something like, I don't know why you let your daughter cuss, you know, like we were literally at a Waffle House, my mom and my stepdad and I. Uh, they they lived in Alabama for a very long time until they passed. So just remember, you know, some like really people would feel like speaking up and saying shit. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Literally, like this was probably I was 40 when this actually happened. And I just like, sir, I'm 40, you know, and like, no thanks. We didn't ask. So I got you. My mom was just like, that's my fucking daughter. What are you going to do? But anyway i wish depends where you go i really hope i I get those experiences because i I feel like that's a conversation starter and then hopefully they're open to having a conversation about you know different uh perspectives but yeah i don't think that would be awesome like if you take this show on the road and you sit down oh my god like that'd be that'd be awesome to get somebody who like like my parents are no longer but like they went to segregated schools you know um they I I mean you know there's just there's so much that we only get to read about especially out here on the west coast but it's like shit wasn't that long ago so yeah yeah maybe one day that's a that's that's part of the path hopefully at some point Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh let's move on to the to the uh icebreakers but before we do that i got to do my little plug um <laughs> if all the folks out there are enjoying the conversation please uh like if you might share if you care subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there uh <laughs> that's uh, the best thing i've ever heard appreciate it thank you yeah nice <laughs> um, work here is our stage for the icebreakers this first one is basically you know a point of view kind of thing i'm going to give you a statement you just let me know if you agree disagree or your thoughts on it um, which curious about this first one, which is overthinking is a bad thing. You agree? Disagree? How you feel about that? Agree. Well, sometimes you have to just like let it go and like, all right, whatever. Has it ever been a positive thing for you? 
No, because no. I remember before properly like medicated, um, I would have periods where I'd have a lot of like um, ability to like super focus on certain projects that I had, but they really never turned into anything. But it was just like I would get into like certain issues. Like I remember I heard, I don't know if you were born yet, but <laughs> so I was working in schools as like a, you know, um, a paraeducator, uh, teacher's assistant for like ever since I was 19. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was when like Nas's song, like, I know I can, you know, be, oh, whatever. Yeah. I was definitely born. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. So I was like, wow. Okay. This is like driving me to, I want to, you know, I remember I was thinking and it kind of gets like with bipolar disorder, you can kind of get thinking, you know, like you're just thinking too much and in almost like a kind of grandiose way. And I was like, I need to have Nas come and play at this middle school I work at because this really touched kids and this is an important message, you know, and then I'll like look it up all night. Um, I didn't even have the internet. Oh yeah. Maybe. I know I had like that first iMac, but anyway, you know, or just really get interested in something and then just get exhausted and then, you know, like that idea is gone and then another one comes up that exhausts but um you know I don't have that now but I do think if I worry or if I like overanalyze the situation that causes me worry like if I go hmm why is it that this person we went on a date and you know he said he'd want to hang out later but then he never texted it's like fuck it you know I'm not going to think about that I'm just going to be and good now i don't have to worry about pretending i know how to cook so (laughs) i got you um this one is just you know interesting to me because i feel like i'm an overthinker um and i i guess in my mind i try to justify it as being a positive thing like yeah i get to see all these different um different ways things can different outcomes based on Mm -hmm. a problem or situation uh which makes me feel prepared but also very uh stagnant or you know i'm i'm very slow to make a decision very like try to be calculate calculative or i don't know if that's a word um sounds, <laughs> sounds legit uh but yeah i mean even today like in my life i i do have those moments where i feel like i'm super hyper focused into a certain project um like let's say this podcast right at the mm-hmm. time i was creating it i was very uh, into it um and then like at this point after a year and a half or so of doing it uh i'm trying to find this balance because i'm really driven in like my my day job um but because i am i feel like i've been slowing down with the podcast a little bit or trying to find some kind of balance um and i'm afraid that i will lose the energy and the time to continue doing this even though it is something i really love to do uh Mm -hmm. but it's because in the past you know hella hungry was one of those projects for me too i have no idea what that was but yes like i there's a student of ours that still has that fanny pack (laughs) oh the fanny pack i have have a patch yeah i have a patch on my fridge oh thank you so much i mean oh uh, speaking of that like the next thing big idea project i want to turn hella hungry into like a foundation where um I'm pretty much going to turn into a nonprofit and hopefully half proceeds are donated to the school of the student that um, I want. You know how like in middle schools, they'd be selling cookie dough and like, yeah, or like candy bars and magazines yeah. and shit. I'm, I'm saying fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want that money going to a big corporation that's using kids to push the product. Um, mm-hmm. But I want Hella Hungry to be the product that the kids push. So then they get hooked up with free merch. They get hooked up. Like half the proceeds go to the school and the other half hopefully would go into a stipend or scholarship fund that they can access when they turn 18. Um, but yeah, so cross my fingers, hopefully that juice or that, you know, that hyper focus doesn't go away. Um, but yeah, uh, all these things, because after I, I went through the process of like trying to get the, you know, right legal paperwork in after that was all done. Now I'm stuck. I'm like. What, what am I going to do now? <laughs> like, I'm uh-huh. not sure which way to go. But, uh, you know, I think for me, it's in the past, it used to always be, I need to do this now within this year. And then, but now it's like, okay, this is, I'm just trying to set up things for the rest of my life. And hopefully I yeah. can create these things. I, 
I'm fucking jealous of you because like I literally like we just watched a CNN 10 in class and this one kid over the pandemic had decided to like work with, you know, farmers who end up having to like dump a lot of their surplus inventory. Um, this guy worked with his friend in college and now they've turned it into like a nonprofit where they like make it a food bank. They go around and collect, you know, in certain areas. And like being from Iowa, I'm just like, yeah, farms, you know? <laughs> so I was like, how the fuck did that kid do that? And what am I doing with my life? And then one of the kids was like, I don't know, you teach. I'm like, you're right guys. But I mean, just like for anybody to have that drive and focus and make something like that happen, to me, it seems like really exhausting. So um, I think, you know, there's a thing with like age. It's like, okay, my passion went away with my twenties, but you know, at least I know what the fuck I want to do currently. Um, I mean, yeah, like I say, go for it. If you have, I mean, that's like, you know, visions are great, like goals. And I think I got worn out and just said, okay, I have like two goals right now and then made them. And now I'm good, you know, I'm just for sure. Chill. I'm sure there's going to be something next. It's just, you know, you haven't figured it out just yet. That's what Hell Hungry is all about. No matter, you know, if you feel like you're satisfied, that hunger always comes back. There's always something more that you're going to want to do. Okay, uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not just the food part, but, you know, just a, <laughs> a life philosophy. Um, but no, thank you for, for the kind words. I mean, my biggest concern, I would say, is that I, I just hope I don't get to a point where it feels like, like right now, it feels like it's an intrinsic drive and it feels good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm afraid that at a certain point it might turn into desperation and I don't want to get to that point where I feel like, oh, I need to shoot these big shots because this is the only way that I can um, be validated or and getting validation from myself. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was one of those kids. I mean, I lived in that era of like people telling you, oh, you're gifted or you're smart or like you're going to do big things. And mm -hmm. I, I'm really you know just a regular guy and um you know just coming to terms with that just like this is not what people said i was going to become but you know really be happy with everything else so um uh, yeah so for me i, I just don't want to get to that point of like feeling like okay this is my last shot because i don't think it ever really is i think if all else fails miss carrie you're gonna see me at like 50 60 years old trying to go to hollywood become an actor or some because uh, i think there I you go I think I played those roles better than a, a young person. You know what? I mean, I have to say, like, just, I think you'll end up, I think I did at least, you know, appreciating, like, just where you are exactly at and how you relate to people. And also, I mean, like, I'm really impressed with the way that you can um, relate to pissed off kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Pissed off kids are a tough crowd, so... Um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just have a way. Oh, and okay. Oh my gosh. So, um, you remember how you give us shout outs and like stuff? I don't know. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. you were definitely like a vibe that Edgewood needed, um, like right then and there. And one of the students was like, Miss Kara, do you need a Janet? Because <laughs> it's like a Jan and a Xanax together. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we should get Jan in here, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Anyways, yeah. you have a vibe. You influence people already. So, you know, if you need to have it like on a poster or, you know, a certificate, <laughs> that's fine. But it's already happening. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I I try not to seek it, even though I feel like that's just, that's something people need is like you know just affirmations and people telling you like oh you're doing it uh, but yeah it's it's a trip because you know I do hear from other folks and I'm just thinking to myself like I don't know what's happening and I don't know like how I'm coming off and but that's what makes me appreciative of my time at Edgewood and like a lot of the places that make me feel like oh we see you just be who you are and it's gonna work out and uh yeah I think you know with the team there at Edgewood it, it I felt seen, you know, I felt seen, I felt supported. Uh, so it was, it's definitely a good place to be at the time for myself too. Um, yeah, a lot of experiences and, uh, you know, work that one-on-one -on -one with the kids for me, at least that was like my role was very, uh, 
man, he gave me some great skills um, that I use now in in, in my my life now. Um, but yeah, let's uh, move on with the <laughs> the interview. Sure. Yeah. This next one is a word for word word association. Um, okay. You got thirty four seconds to do as many as you can, but also uh, you know don't worry about it. The record is twelve, which I don't. That guy was like saying whatever he didn't <laughs> he didn't really care about uh, the association so here we go let me know when you're ready i'm gonna press start and give you the first word okay i just shout out what i think okay yeah. okay go people a lot food i love it life it happens art why not music yeah. <laughs> Pres- present. Present. Present is uh, great. Knowledge. This isn't just one word, right? I could say a couple things. Oh, yeah, All yeah. right, whatever. Uh, knowledge is. Uh, I'll say that right. one more time. The, the gong went off at the same the, time. The highest, like, I don't know. Like a currency that will be most useful to you. I don't know. I got try to get a little poetic, but hey, that's it, all I got. That sounds poetic to me. Um, <laughs> and then, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, just to dig a little deeper, you said pe- when I said people, you said a lot. <laughs> uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, people can just be a lot. I don't know. Like I'm just thinking, you know, of all the people that I've met. Some people are a lot. Um, not like by you know quantity but like like the more people I think you're involved with the more kind of bullshit you're gonna run into so it's better to Mm. just have you know close friends and a lot of acquaintances because I think you just it's easy to get wrapped up in like all the drama I guess let me ask you this Why why are people bullshitters like why? Why are they always bullshitting? <laughs> um, uh, because I think it's just um, motivations, you know. Like people think, oh well, I want to come across this way, or you know, I feel like I should be this way, and and it's funny to me when like people think that like I'm abnormal, you know. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm just chilling you know um and they're like oh my gosh wow and it's like it seems like they're trying to hold themselves to a certain standard but like who cares because it's not like you're gonna get a ticket um from like the police if you don't meet a certain standard so yeah i feel you um yeah i'm almost thinking like i did it a lot of folks for whatever reason or um, I don't know what the reason is, but I'd be thinking that like the way I interact with folks or at least dealing with kids and you talk about, you know, kids who are pissed off. Um, I think my whole approach is just to tell them you're good. Like you're fine. You're, you're all right. Like, you know, you feel in these emotions or whatever, but like you're still you're still fine. Like everything's all right. Um, which so in my mind, when I see somebody bullshit and I've never done it, I never call people out and stuff, but I, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know if this is real or true or, yeah. or if you just flex in real hard right now. Um, um, I don't know if you noticed this. Someone had told me that lo- what they noticed, a lot of folks almost are like trying to show what value they can bring into your life like all the time. It's like, oh, this is what I can do for you or this is what I what I can bring into your life. Um and I don't know if that's true for you and, and you know, the people that you've you've encountered. Um, but for me, I feel like that's it's it's not so much what I can do for you, but more like this is what I've done. And what have you done? You know, like I feel like that always gets uh, thrown at me. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think like um, in certain circles, there's definitely kind of but like I'm so far from those circles at this point and I'm just like, uh, you know um, but I mean it makes sense, I think most people most people I think when I think of like bullshitters, they're just afraid to be you know, they're just afraid to be who Mm. they are Um, and I feel bad because 
I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel bad for me. I feel bad for them because it's like, it would suck to feel like you had to like live in a certain way to impress others or whatever. It's just like, yeah, yeah. nobody got time for that. You know, it's just like do your thing. And I don't for know, sure. hopefully that makes sense. It, it does to me. It does to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, for me in the Philippines, that's something I've noticed and I'm not, I don't want to bash the Philippines or anything, but being judgmental like trying to compete and one-up each other it happens a lot out there and it i'm 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 thankful that my parents are understanding enough of me because i don't think that way i don't want to think that way and they i've seen their growth as parents too because i remember being a kid it would always be like why can't you be more like this or that or why can't you do this and then now it's like oh you're fine (laughs) and i'm like oh thank thank god like (laughs) you're not in jail you're not pregnant Uh, That's, I guess, what I heard. Uh, I've heard that too. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just want to give you a heads up, Miss Carrie. We got about 15 minutes left in this interview, uh, which is fine. I hope you've been enjoying the conversation. Oh, Um, hell yeah. I'm glad. I I am too. Uh, But I think we got time for a couple spins on the wheels. So let me pull that up right now. Uh, And then here we go. And as a reminder, if there's any question that's too deep or too personal, you don't want to talk about it, feel free to pass. All right. Uh, first number is 24. And this question is, ooh, yeah. Would you want us to pull the plug? Like if it was in a situation yes. where, yes. If yeah. I weren't able to be like, I mean, I think if I, if my brain weren't able to like put forth the usual, I guess, you know, if I weren't able, I mean, I guess like, okay, don't pull it if I'm still like aware, you know, and um, like maybe if I can't talk or something, I'll, I'll write or I'll learn like sign language. I don't know. But if I was technically like on like life support or something, then and I, yeah, just save the electricity. I'm good. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think technically like people are afraid of death because it's like they're afraid of the loss you know i've at least learned that like my mom um like she was on dialysis for several years and then finally she decided okay i'm tired of this shit you know and it's like a pain in the ass and so i was like okay are you sure go with uh, this one sorry i'm being offered um an adult beverage choices but um by another teacher so anyway um i realized that sometimes the only people that are afraid of death are the people that are going to be left behind you know Mm. um so if i'm already out just yeah i'm good i got you got you um uh i think it it i feel like this question depends on where a person is in their life um yeah but yeah, no, I, I got you, Miss Carrie. I definitely understand. I think for me, similar sense, you know, I'm just like, don't waste a lot of emotion, time and energy on somebody that's probably, you know, going to be quiet and just be there existing, but right. not really living. Um, mm-hmm. In a similar vein, um, a follow up question is, you feel like you've lived a full life so far? only I think I would only say this like since the past in the past couple of years you know um like I do I certainly don't want to like you know leave anytime soon but I'm happy with where I've been who I've been um what I've done and I'd like to do more um I'd like to eventually maybe be like a foster mom. I don't know if I have the fucking patience for that, honestly. Like, um, but I feel like, you know, helping, I think helping people in need is like what I, you know, dig. Yeah. And I think my thought is if eventually I don't live with a hundred people in San Francisco, you know, um, or like if I, happen to find a partner that's worthwhile um then you know if they're open to like maybe you know kind of 
being a, a foster home for kids that are, you know, aging out of the foster system, like, you know, 16, 17 year olds that, you know, are not going to be adopted, but still don't have like a secure home. Um, I met a lot of those kids at, you know, in teaching high school and, you know, I just feel like I can't deal with any infants. I don't need to have any kids. Um, I hear but you. I sure would like to help other kids. So yeah, I'll feel like I've lived a full life maybe when I've had some troubled foster kids come through and like steal shit from me. But you know, I'll give them the respect that they deserve and maybe they'll give my shit back. So I feel you. No, I've I've had the same idea, honestly. Uh if I was ever that person who became a millionaire or whatever, I just had the means to do it. I would mm-hmm. love to adopt like 17 year olds 16 year olds and just tell them the reality like you know i know you've had a shitty ass experience up to this point um but you know i just want to be able to give you a place that you feel secure in, um feel supported and kind of like just giving a shot you know mm-hmm. and it won't be long you know maybe a year or two here in this house but you know at least just knowing that maybe like someone believes in you someone you know wants to see you do well because i you know I, I've worked with foster kids, maybe not to the extent where they like opened up to me how about how they really felt about life, but I can't imagine what it'd be like to be in that situation, you know, just going from place to place and um, and not getting picked up. You know, I feel like that's a huge deal for kids in foster care. It's like looking forward to meeting different people, hopefully getting, you know, the call like, oh, we want you to be a part of our family. Like, that's crazy to me, like to to think that kids have to go through that. Uh, so yeah, giving them an opportunity, that'd be that'd be very interesting. I don't know if there's a, a system for that already, like for people like us who who want to do that and you know and get connected with kids who are at that point of like, okay, well, you're about to go into the real world. You know, if anything, it's like a really there good. There sure is though. There is like oh. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are foster parents or run foster homes because it pays the rent. And I've certainly heard about this from actual kids who are in foster placement. Um, You know, and I mean, basically just low-key being somewhat of a teacher at home is all like it requires. And it's like, if I've got, if I'm comfortable enough to where I could feed, you know, I could like raise a kid or two, look, I'm not gonna pay for college because if they're still in the foster system, they can get college paid for by the state of California up until they're 22. So, um, you know, I'm benefits that they have up to the age of 22. So that's why I'd be like, I don't need to adopt you because, you know, you're going to have more benefits not being (laughs) adopted by me, frankly, because I don't have shit. But, um, yeah, I, I just, there, there's definitely, um, a need, you know, cause kids age out, they can still stay in foster care at 18, but it's difficult. Yeah. But, um, if they want, they can be foster youth up until they're 22, but you know, not a lot of people want to have roommates, you know, that are young adults that, <laughs> you know, aren't really party used and- <laughs> Right, or yeah. haven't had like, you know, a stable upbringing. Like, I don't want a roommate who's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a active attachment syndrome. So, yeah, we we talk about it like it's easy, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm right? Sure there's I mean, challenges you know, too. it's just I've I've worked with a lot of social workers through the foster youth system, and they're just like, yeah, it, you know, you'd be great. Just all you have to do is like go through the application process. They come, they check out your home, they check out this you know they make sure that like you're able to supervise whatever blah 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 um yeah so hey anybody out there who's like bored and doesn't want to have like a young kid just you know get a roomie yeah yeah and you change your life at the same time exactly Uh, bill like yeah I like to think that, you know, our, the work we do would help change their lives. But, you know, everybody is their own person. Depending on who that person is, they could be taking different life lessons and experiences from you. Uh, but nah, I got you. I think I, I want to almost push for one more uh, wheel spin uh, just because. Do it. Yeah, here we go. 
All right. You went from 24 to 25. Uh, so 25 is what would you say are your distractions or what you consider would be a distraction um comfort i think mm, i got you I, and I'm, I'm thinking that i'm answering this properly and like what keeps me from you know moving forward or what what like gets me off track and my thought is like just being like what keeps me from going to the gym well it's like i have to be out there in lights in front of a bunch of people and you know i'm tired when i get home and i know it'd be great to do but like i just like to decompress at home on the couch shooting the shit with one of my roommates feeding my cats you know Mm -hmm. and then Maybe getting under the covers and watching The Bachelorette. I got you. So, anyway, if that's what you you mean. No, then... I, yeah, no, I, I, that's what I meant. Um, and, you know, that's a good way to put it. Because when I think about it, comfort is definitely one of my biggest distractions. And I've been comfortable for a long time. Um, yeah. Just <laughs> well, I'm just so. like, I mean, do I really need it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, though, like, I don't know what... Like I, I, I listened to an interview recently and it was like, you don't know rock bottom until you actually have to do something about it. Like a lot of people say they're at rock bottom, but it's like, okay, what have you changed? Have you done anything different? But if you haven't, that means you haven't really been there yet. Um, and I think that's the case for me, honestly. Like, I don't think I've, I thought I was, and then I really wasn't. And yeah, so I hope I never have to get to that point to actually kick my ass into like some kind of motivation or shape, but yeah it's a it's a trip that it works that way um and my 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 major was recreation and leisure studies so the big like people ask me all the time like what you learn i'm like i learned how to relax <laughs> how to say how to stay comfortable uh and i love it i wish i had a major in that or i feel like i can teach a course even no for sure um and class of 2013 long beach man you got like my classmates at the time it felt like we were all there uh, and personalities were were very uh, what's the word they they vibed well and I think we is because we were folks that did recreation and leisure studies at the time uh, but yeah all right Miss K uh, we're gonna head over to the closeout questions at this point but before we do that I have a quick exercise for you it's okay. called the 34th mantra um, mm. I'm gonna give you three phrases to fill in the blanks so it's I am I can I will. I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. Um, And don't worry. When I switch you over to the other screen, it'll be written in words, too, so you you can remember. Um, Oh, okay. But it's probably the most, uh, I guess, nerve-wracking part of the show because you will be talking to yourself. It'll be like a mirror image of you, just you. uh, And this is like a message that's from you to you. Uh, So let me know when you're ready uh, so I don't, you know, give you that like awkward silence phase of like trying to figure out what you want to say but yeah i'm ready let's do it all right here we go go for it oh look there's little notes okay i am um enough and i can be myself i will Keep on keeping on. I got okay. you, you Miss Carrie. Um, and yeah, if you ever need a reminder, you got this little soundbite of you telling you that you are. I enough. love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then moving on to our closeout questions. Uh, this next question is from DJ Moscone. Shout out to DJ Moscone. Uh, her question for you is kind of like similar to the distraction thing, um, but. If you want to add, just answer the second part, feel free. It's what makes you inconsistent and how would you overcome that permanently? Overcome insi- inconsistency permanently. I know this is this is hard for me. What makes me inconsistent is, well, I'm thinking actually like in teaching because that's what I do every day. Um, I think lack of willpower 
um, I don't have self-discipline. Like, I guess because parenting, I, I didn't have a lot of parenting in my early years. Um, just, you know, someone who was present. So yeah, I just, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I've gone back to my maybe adolescence where, you know, I had to be an adult as a kid and now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, you know, so I'm thinking like stuff with like lesson planning and, you know, having like new um, ideas and stuff to like, you know, teach new um, concepts. Sometimes I'm just like, I'll just go with what I know because um, I don't feel like doing anything that's outside my comfort zone today. So, yeah. Is there, do you feel like there's any way to overcome that like permanently? Um, I know it's hard because I was asked the same question and I didn't know how to answer it. I was like, permanently? I don't know. I feel like that's to be determined kind of thing. <laughs> I think just um, time management. Like if I were able to carve out time where it's like, this is the time where I focus on just this. And then um, after that, you know, like if I gave myself like a power hour or something, um, you know, daily or weekly. I used to make a schedule that was like life management, which meant like pay fucking bills, clean up the room, wash the dishes, you know? And um, and after that, you could sit down. So, um, but you know, there's medication for that and I am on it. So yes, bringing back like focus and, you know, willpower. Um, yeah. I got you, got you. Uh, my second to last question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 Questions? Hmm. I would say, what did you need from adults as a child that you didn't get? And how do you offer that now to yourself? Ooh, snap. Uh, so I'm just saying, what what did you need from adults as a child, and how would you offer that now Ooh. to yourself? Yeah. Ooh. So I'd like to answer this last question. Um, yeah. So, so what did I need uh, from adults as a child? <sighs> um, you know, I love my parents. I think they tried the best that they could, uh, and with what they had work mm-hmm. with at the time. Um, I don't know. I feel like I I needed to be exposed to more resources. I mm-hmm. think that is something that a lot of immigrant families aren't, you know, up to game on when they move here. So, like, uh, you know, like us working in schools now, it feels like we see all the resources all the time. And, like, we try to get kids to use them, but they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's free money, yo. Like, go get that. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I think this that, that's what I, I would have wanted from adults back then is, like, okay, like, we see that maybe your family isn't as educated on what's available to you. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, I don't think my folks went out there. I don't think there's a lot of folks that came in and tried to do that. In high school, I would say more so. But definitely mm-hmm. middle school, not so much. Um, and I had folks in high school who did try to push me in certain directions. But for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I got good grades. I'm not like scholarships are going to come at me. And they never did. I took out loans um, because I didn't oh, really I apply. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wish someone probably would have drilled it in my head like apply for these scholarships because it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have good grades if you're not gonna fucking do these applications like <laughs> exactly yeah those years now so uh, yeah yeah and uh, how would I offer that to myself now um I think now as an adult it's like what's my excuse you know I am I should be in charge of my own thing I shouldn't be waiting for anyone to tell me like oh this is available to you like I, kids have you know, we were talking about that kid who started their thing and during COVID and, you know, doing these great things. It's like the information's out there. You know, we should, we should, I should be able to, you know, look up any question that I have and be able to do it. Like starting the nonprofit thing. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have to wait. Like, 
you know, even though people are telling me to take my time, it's like I could just look it up and continue with the steps and hopefully I get there uh, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, for myself, that's how I would try to offer that is is to be more uh, think about that time where no one told me to apply for scholarships and kind of apply that to now where you know i need to be applying for grants or whatever for for the business um but yeah so i think that would be my answer for that um yeah like find the resources they're out there you got this yeah thank you thank you miss carrie um yeah <laughs> and then uh no really um uh, like this this question probably every every time i don't know for you sometimes i feel like maturing and growing up it feels like being reminded of stuff you feel like you should have already known and you're just like god damn it like why did i forget or why didn't i like change my ways it's like, <laughs> I was <Totally>. like <laughs> which is a weird feeling um i don't know if that's how everybody feels about growing up but uh yeah my last question for you uh that ties everything together what this podcast is about 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you like to tell them? Um, wow, I made descendants. Congrats. I did it. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you come from strong stock. And even if you have an alternative brain, it's just going to help you see the world in a more empathetic way. Um, you're going to be able to relate to a lot of people that you didn't think you would be able to. So like, you know, use your out of the box um, brain power, you know, to be there for like, you know, the greater good. Yeah. I got you. Um, and you know, as far as descendants go, like, I think there's a lot of folks that aren't sure about, you know, having kids and, and seeing that happen for them but I, I like to think that you know whoever is in their future is like our society is their ancestors regardless of like whether or not it's kids coming from us or, or not um like how we are the descendants of our ancestors way back because at some point there was not this many people on earth right and like yeah it's true throw so i think that's going to hold true as time goes on um and i think you know our our perspectives are going to be important for them. Like maybe they not might not know you personally at all, but for some reason they connect with you or relate to you because of your experiences and who you are as a person. Um, but yeah, any last things you'd like to add before we head out, Miss Carrie? Well, I wish that you were around like 50 years ago so that I could watch this of my ancestors because that would be really cool. Um, ooh, maybe. Ask a couple questions of your people before they're no longer here. Mm, got you. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like uh, I did one episode, one with mom, one with, with dad. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, they, they were there in the beginning. If you ever go to the, the beginning parts, there's one with my homie and then the next two, first two episodes were my parents. Um, but yeah, I feel like I should be doing that more often and like, you know, having more of the story recorded uh instead of just like one hour video uh, but yeah now thank you for the reminder and maybe that's gonna uh give me enough juice to just like say let's do it um but yeah i want to thank you again miss carrie for stopping by uh th this was hella fun i hope you had fun with it uh, yeah for sure and uh i want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening uh remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And it fades from there.